1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: So I have a question for Denton to open up the show today. Uh, Was there any question by anybody the last couple of days, specifically yesterday, as to whether or not Sam Howell will be the backup Sunday to Jacoby Brissett against the 49ers?
3: To my knowledge, Ron Rivera did not address that. I don't know if it wasn't asked or if he dodged the question, but he did not address that yesterday. So
2: I had to record my podcast early today. That never happens, uh, rarely, rarely if ever. But Tommy needed to record it uh, earlier uh, today, which we did. And Tommy asked me, said, if they think he is so broken and so rattled to the point where they've essentially bailed on Sam Howell with two games left, why would they expose him to the possibility of playing if Jacoby Brissett got hurt on Sunday? I think that's a decent question. But I think there's a bigger question here that we have not discussed. Uh, I don't think that, that this was addressed either by the way, I think Sam Howell's going to be the backup Sunday. I don't think that they would demote him to third string. I think that actually wouldn't be the right thing to do. You just hope that Jacoby Brissett remains upright against a vicious 49ers defense, mind you, but that he remains upright. uh, From their standpoint, they hope he remains upright, plays well enough, and that Sam Howell doesn't have to enter the game. But if they were as concerned as they appear to be over Sam Howell's current mental, you know, uh condition with respect to him being, you know, needing to take a break, needing to take a breath, needing to sit back at this point because it's gotten sideways. Well, then Jake Fromm would be called up and he'd be the backup quarterback to Brissett on Sunday. Um, but uh I again I think the optics of demoting him just wouldn't be worth the you know, long shot. Risk that that Brissette gets hurt in the game, and Sam's got to go into the game. And maybe you could make the case Sam not, you know, thinking about the game and just going in as a backup might be a better situation for him anyway. Who knows? Um, But that's not um, what I really wanted to open the show up with because Tommy brought something else up to me, and he asked me a question. He said, "Because I laid out the scenario of the Cowboys losing." On Saturday night. And let me lay it out for everybody um, that, you know, that isn't following necessarily uh, these final two games and the meaningfulness of the two games for the two opponents that Washington will play. San Francisco needs to win this game. They're trying to be the one seed and get the first round by in the NFL playoffs and have home field advantage throughout. Um, Washington's a 12 and a half point dog in this game. You know, it doesn't matter. They, they could start. You know, they could start Sonny Jurgensen at quarterback in his prime on Sunday. They're not beating the 49ers. The 49ers are going to be able to run roughshod over this defense. Um, I don't know if it'll be a smell test pick or not. I haven't even checked it out. By the way, there will be a smell test on the show today by the end for a Thursday night game. It's actually a bowl game late in the day today. So um, I'll have that before uh, the end of the show. But if Dallas were to lose on Saturday night to Detroit at home, all right, they're a six point favorite, by the way. I mean, that's that's a big, I mean, against a Detroit team that has the exact same record, actually a better record, I think, right? They're 11 and four. Dallas is 10 and five. Dallas is a six point favorite at home. I thought that that would be shorter, Denton. Um, The total also I think is the biggest total of the year. It's 53.5-54 on the game. But if Dallas were to lose to Detroit Saturday night and the Eagles the following day, their 11-point favorites over the Cardinals at home, were to win, then Dallas would be eliminated from the NFC East race and they would be locked in as the five seed in the NFL playoffs in the NFC which would mean they would have nothing to play for in the season finale against Washington. And so the possibility exists that they might rest starters. They might you know, take it as a bye week um, and rest up starters because they would be playing the following weekend on the road as the five seed in a, in a wild card game against the NFC South winner. Uh, which at this point looks like it will be Tampa Bay, but Atlanta's still got a shot. New Orleans is still alive as well. Here's the issue. You know, yesterday I said that for me, in many ways, the decision to bench Hal and to start Brissett is like a who cares, really. Like it doesn't mean that much because the coaching staff will be gone in less than 2 weeks, much of the front office will be gone in less than 2 weeks, and much of this roster is going to turn over, and it's not like, you know, you've got a lot of players that are clamoring for this. That's not the situation. We've had that situation before around here where the other 52 players needed to be, you know, addressed by the head coach. Um, and so changes needed to be, be made at the quarterback position. But with two games left at four and 11, they they're getting ready for you know warmer locales uh, by you know January 9th or 10th of that week after they pack up and move out of Ashburn um, and surrounding areas. But if Dallas comes to town with nothing to play for, then the decision to go to Brissett here, is significant because if Brissett, let's just say, has a good game, but they lose, you know, they lose 34 to 21, you know, but Brissett looks competent and they lose by the point spread margin and, you know, they don't embarrass themselves as they have here recently. I mean, the Jet game being down 27 7 was kind of embarrassing, um, even though they came back and took the lead in the game. Um, but uh, the. The idea that you would go with Brissett or even Howell, because Sam Howell would give him a chance to win that game. He beat Dallas last year in the season finale when Dallas was technically playing for something, even though it was a long shot to win the division that day. So this might be a conversation on Monday, on this show and on every show. I'm just preparing everybody. If Dallas is eliminated... And they're going to come to town with nothing to play for, and they're going to potentially rest starters. This may be the first chance for us to look. For, it's not first chance for me. Let, let me speak for myself because I I know some of you think that Josh Harris already should have been super active, should have fired Ron Rivera before the season, many of you think. Not many of you, some of you think. Should have fired Ron Rivera in season, many of you think. But this would be the first opportunity to be legitimately constructive constructively critical of ownership if they were to allow Ron Rivera in his final game against the Cowboys playing for nothing to start either Brissett or Sam Howe. this would be one of those where ownership would, I think it would be completely justified, if not necessary, For ownership to go to Ron and say, Ron, we'd really like to see the kid on the practice squad, Jake Fromm, start this game against the Cowboys, and we'd like to see a lot of other young players off that practice squad called up and play against the Cowboys. You cannot win either one of these two games. Can't happen. And the Dallas game is a possible win if they have nothing to play for, which... I actually think they're going to beat Detroit on Saturday night. I do. And we want them to beat Detroit because we want them to come to FedEx Field with something to play for in that game. But if they don't beat Detroit and the Eagles win, then you're staring at the possibility of no longer a number two or number three pick in the draft, worst case fourth, And now you're looking at the possibility of dropping into those five-win teams, which there are three of them right now, the Giants, Titans, and Chargers. So you could potentially go from as high as second all the way to maybe sixth or seventh. That is a significant difference in the upcoming draft. And if you're going to hit me with, and it's fine, and I understand it, but I can just save you the time. If you're going to hit me with Kevin haven't you paid attention to the NFL draft? Lots of times the number seven player ends up having the much better career than the number two player or the number three player. I get it. I understand that. That's not even the point though. You want the best possible draft slot, especially in a draft with right now what appears to be three quarterbacks that could be considered to be super high-ceiling quarterbacks that will go in the top five of the draft. Even if you don't pick any of them because you don't like them, having the leverage to trade out of that spot and pick up more picks because teams will want to take a flyer or take a shot at one of those quarterbacks. You cannot win either one of these two games. You can't. And the Dallas game is setting up here potentially as a game in which the Cowboys may not have to win, which sets up one of the more intriguing circumstances we will have all season long early next week. Because for me, it would be the first moment where I would expect ownership to take an active role in the end of the season, big picture thinking discussion. And then you get to the whole Ron Rivera 102, 101, and 2 right now, right? Ron Rivera, don't discount this as a possibility, people. Don't discount the possibility that they went to Brissett now because he does not want to leave coaching with a sub-500 record. Do I think that that's the driving force here? I think a a, a lot of things came together. A quarterback who they've lost a lot of confidence in um, and uh, maybe other factors like... I'd really like to win one of these final two games. And I was thinking about this, and Tommy and I were talking about it. What if Ron, they lose to the 49ers Sunday, and he's 102, 102, and 2, 500 record as a head coach? Remember, he's not going to, he's not coaching again, right? I mean, nobody's going to hire Ron Rivera after these four years to be a head coach. They've been disastrous with on the field results. Um, what if Josh Harris went to Ron and said, I'd really like to see a lot of the players on the practice squad, most importantly Jake Fromm. I'd like to see him start against the Cowboys. And, you know, this is what this is what organizational tanking is. You know, what Howie Roseman did in Doug Peterson's final game as the Eagles coach in 2020 against Washington in the season finale when Jalen Hurts was playing well enough for Philadelphia to, lose the, to win that game and to cost them multiple draft slot positions, Doug Peterson was told to put Nate Sudfeld into the game. And Washington promptly won that game, won the division, went to the playoffs, and the Eagles maintained their draft position. So this would be a spot. It would be a spot where I would want and be thrilled if Ron can't figure it out on his own, but he doesn't want to lose the game either. He's probably looking at that Dallas game going th- thinking, "If I've got Brissett and I've got my squad and they don't have anything to play for, we can win that game. And I can walk off as a 103, 102 and 2, you know, above500 all-time coach. Yeah, that's the game, Jake Fromm. You know, let's see what this kid Mason Brooks looks like at tackle. Remember, he was pretty good in preseason. Let's see uh, what you know. Um, let's 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 start Jared Patterson. Didn't they do that anyway? In the was it Patterson the running back in the season finale last year? I think he was actually. Um, you know, let's see some of these people, names that I don't even recognize off the practice squad in this game. Very interesting scenario, Denton, setting up if Dallas loses to Detroit Saturday night for next week. (sighs) Just thought I would throw that out there now. I, I would, wouldn't you want at that point ownership to step in to ensure that you don't win that game against the Cowboys? Is that crazy? No. I don't think so.
3: No, I don't I don't think it's crazy, although I think people would be a little uh uh triggered. There might be some PTSD with ownership stepping into impact games like that.
2: No, this would be, you know, this would be what teams have done in this situation. You know, you play the lineup. It's not like Jake Fromm's gonna go out there and try to stink. That's not the point. They're all try they, they have contracts, they have futures. They've th- th- these would be opportunities for these players. They're going to play hard. You could still win that game against Dallas's backups if Dallas's starters don't play in that game. But you've got to give yourself the best chance to lose that game. It really would look. This season is one of the worst in franchise history on the field. There is no debating that. You know, Andy will hit me with the 1961 season, and there have been some bad seasons. You know, the end of of the Jim Zorn era was really painful. Um the twenty thirteen season at the end, really bad. Twenty nineteen, I don't think nearly as bad as this one. This one's gonna go down given just the embarrassment of the games that they've played you know to lose 45-10, 45-15 in back-to-back weeks after losing to the Giants twice, you know, the Bears have turned out to be a you know a decent team and you could actually see that in the moment before that Thursday night game that they didn't suck, especially on offense. It's what's interesting about their team Denton is it's been their defense that's actually really really stepped up, but they were hurt defensively the night that Washington played them. But this is going to go down as you know, one of the worst on-the-field seasons in franchise history, and to ensure that I want to see 13 losses. And so if we're going to get anything out of this, let's have it be a very high draft pick. Like that, to me, is absolutely, you know, a given. If Go back to the beginning of the season, right? This was always about we're going to play the guy whose ceiling we do not yet know. Right? We know what Jacoby Brissett's ceiling is, and it's not as a bona fide franchise quarterback starter for the next five to ten years in this organization. The guy on our roster that we don't know much about and is a total unknown is Sam Howell. And the thing about Sam is he's got some talent. You know, Sam's ceiling is unknown. We need to see the quarterback on the roster that showed us something in that season finale last year Uh, and has all the arm strength in the world, has mobility, is smart. We kind of like him as a potential answer. We're going to see what that ceiling is. Well, that's fine. I didn't have a problem with it, you know, going into it. My position, as always, was I have no idea. I don't know why all of you have such a strong – not all of you. I don't know why some of you have such strong convictions on what Sam is, is or isn't going to be. We've seen him play one NFL game. Um, and so even when people were rushing to, you know, anoint Sam as the next Joe Theismann or the next Joe Montana, you know, I think more reasonable people, yes, I would include myself into that conversation. We're saying, let's, let, let's slow down here. Okay. Did you see the Buffalo game? Did you see the first giant game? Did you see the Arizona game? Yeah. I saw the Denver game and the two Philly games. They were great. There are reasons to continue to watch this. I'm not asking him for, to, for them to bench him right now. I want to see more. I'm intrigued enough to see more, but I'm not ready to say that he's the guy because they have a long way to go in this season. And, oh, by the way, they've played some pretty porous defenses through the first half of the season, and they've got tougher defensive teams to come. So somehow we got to this point. Where a month ago, 90% of you, or a month, and a, half, a month and a half ago, 90% of you in a poll that we did, a Twitter poll, an ex-poll that we did, said Sam's the QB1 next year. And 10% said, no, I'd still look at the draft. It was 90-10. It's probably 90-10 the other way. This happened quickly, people. I mean, he played pretty well in the first half of the Dallas game on Thanksgiving. Since then, train wreck, such a train wreck that essentially what they've admitted here by benching him and saying that he's, for all intents and purposes, for now, broken, what they told you with this is that they wanted to see if he had a high enough ceiling, and they came to the conclusion that the ceiling just isn't high enough because if it were still high enough, he'd be playing Sunday against the 49ers. He wouldn't have broken down. He wouldn't have frustrated them so much to the point where they didn't want to see him out there anymore. You know, And we, we knew all along that there were flaws, potentially fatal flaws. None of this says that he's not going to be in the league. None of this says that he's not going to be a quarterback in the league. I think he's going to be. I think he's got enough talent, and I think he's one of these kids that's so good to have around that he will continue to get opportunities, and I bet you he'll start some games in the NFL for somebody. Look at look at who started games this year. Sam Howell was better than a lot of quarterbacks that ended up having to play this year. So there's a future in the NFL for Sam Howell. But that ceiling, that ceiling which was an unknown to them and to most fans that had a reasonable take on Sam Howell, for some of you you wanted to do the same thing you did with Wentz, which was to anoint him before he had ever played. Um and and not only that, not only that, tell everybody that wasn't with you on anointing him after the Baltimore preseason game that you needed to get out of town um those that that whole overall you know position uh was ridiculous, but the position by the team wasn't. Let's see what he has. Let's see if there's a ceiling here. Well, fifteen games into it, ceiling probably isn't as high as they would have hoped so. Sam is uh, still capable, though, of coming in next week and beating the Cowboys. That's for sure. That's something he would still be capable of doing. You know, I want to be, be clear, too. Ron did not say yesterday he did not commit to Brissett for the final two games. He committed to Brissett for Sunday. I think he'd like to play Brissett for the final two games. But I do think that, you know, the, 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 the project that was Sam Howell, Ultimately, was you know a decent swing. Let's see, Um, because you know I think one of the things we talked about earlier in the season, and I lost my train of thought there. So let me get back to it. Is that either he's going to prove to be a guy worthy of looking at for the long term, which would be good, or he's not, and hopefully the season will go south enough so that they have a high draft choice now. Some of you felt that way, and as it turns out, you were probably right on that one. I was wrong in that I didn't think they could bottom out. You know, if Sam were really that bad, I figured eventually he'd get replaced um, if he were really that bad. And he was never really that bad um, consistently enough until here recently to bench. Like there was never a moment in the season, early, midseason, you know, through really the, the Dallas game. Miami game where you know benching him came into the conversation. In fact, it really didn't even come into the conversation until it happened for a lot of you. But um I didn't think that they could lose 13 games because not because of Sam Howell, but because I thought the defense would keep them in enough games and give them a chance to win at least 7 or 8. Uh but For those of you that said, let's try him out. If it works, great. And if it doesn't, we'll end up having a high draft choice. Well, it looks like the latter has come true. What do you guys think about the whole scenario for next week, though? If Dallas were to lose, would you want Josh Harris to step in to ensure that they have the best chance possible of losing that season finale against a Cowboy team? I'm just curious if you have an immediate thought on that scenario for next week. It's it's hypothetical, it's but it's possible. It is a possible scenario. It's, you know, contingent on Dallas losing to Detroit Saturday night. But if they lose and they come here with nothing to play for, oh my god, to get a fifth win would be disastrous. So that's where for the first time this year, I would say, Josh, it's time to go into action here. And what if Ron Rivera's answer was no I'm starting Jacoby Brissett what would you do then Denton would you fire Ron Rivera
3: do you think he can I mean obviously he can but do you think that that would be the final straw after all the bad things after all the promises being kept giving Ron the entire year evaluating everything do you think that would lead to him being fired I don't know I, just if, think, I don't think I don't think that would. I don't know if Josh Josh Harris is ready to step into the that not villainous role to an extent, but I don't know if he'd be willing to step into that.
2: What if Ron said, "Fire me." At Least then I end up with a 500 record <laughs> and I don't <laughs> I end up 102 102 and 1.
3: I think it would have to be a Ron Rivera resignation. I think Josh Harris is is uh is a little too smart to pay that severance.
2: I'm know? just saying that if we get to this situation on you know, late Saturday night, and it really won't be official until Philadelphia beats Arizona the following day, but late Sunday night, if Dallas has nothing to play for and they're going to rest their starters in that game, you can't go out there with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. You can't go out there with the idea of winning the football game. And, and and Ron Rivera and the players he puts out on the field, of course, their competitors, they're going to go win the football game, do their best to win the football game. And in that particular situation, a really, really good organization prevents that or at least lessens the chances of that happening and says to Ron, I'd really like to see Jake Fromm called up from the practice squad I'd like him to start at quarterback and I'd like Sam to be the backup and Jacoby can be down I don't want Jacoby Brissett anywhere near that game
3: is there a is there a scenario where Dallas loses this week Basically, a lot of the stuff that you've mapped out has come to fruition, but Washington is locked in to whatever their draft choices. No matter if they win or lose, they're going to be picking, let's just say, third. They're they they're picking third. Is there a scenario where that unfolds? Because if that's the case. I that's would, different. Yeah, he would just Good let them play Jacoby Brissett. So, yeah, go get your win. We'll Good. send you off on a high Good
2: note. Good point. Okay, so, like, if they were, you know, 4-12, and 12, and let's just say um, the Chargers, Titans, Giants, and and Giants all in front of them, one game in front of them with, with five wins. Let's just say they all won this weekend. That's a good point. I didn't consider that. I should have. You're right. It is possible that the Giants who play – who do the Giants play? They're, they play the Rams. Rams have to win that game. Who do the Titans play this week? The Titans play the Houston. Texans. Remember Um, that was
3: that was a close game a couple weeks ago. That was a yeah, it was.
2: The Chargers play this week. The Broncos, who are not going to start Russell Wilson, we're going to talk about that at some point uh, today. Um, And if they were to, if all three of them were to win the football game, well, yeah. But then again, what if you know Arizona and Carolina? What if Arizona? Well, if Arizona beat Philadelphia, then they'd still have a chance for number two um with a loss. So yeah, the, I I think we could we can safely say that if Dallas loses to Detroit and Arizona loses and Philly beats Arizona, that the Giants, Titans and Chargers aren't all three going to win this weekend. Like the Giants aren't going to beat the Rams this weekend, are they? The Rams are one of the best offensive teams in football right now. They are rolling.
3: Yeah, it is un- unlikely although the Giants might be in your smell test tomorrow, I got to say. Um I'm actually kind of leading the Giants this weekend, if I'm being honest.
2: What's that number? I haven't seen it.
3: I think it's four and a half. It
2: it is five and a half. You're right. And the Giants have played tough football. They
3: really have. With Tyrod Taylor playing quarterback, too, now? Because I think he's going to get the start, not DeVito.
2: People are probably wondering, why are the Giants winning games? Well, because they have a coaching staff that is probably coming back. There will be a lot of continuity. To to everything that you see right now, next year, Washington is cleaning house in less than two weeks. We are less than two weeks away from a house cleaned. So three hundred uh, You you introduced you know that. By the way, then you know the possibility exists that Arizona. You know if well, if Carolina won this week. You know then then you have a, ch- a chance to, to 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 go to two in front of Carolina or in front of Chicago, um, technically. Uh, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. If you get to a point next week where Washington could lose significant ground by beating a Cowboys team that has nothing to play for, do you think at that point it would be incumbent upon the owner to step in and tell Ron Rivera he'd like to see some of the players on the practice squad play against the Cowboys, including Jake Fromm as the starting quarterback. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. This is a premature conversation, understood. But I was thinking about it, and Tommy brought it up to me, and I'm like, you know, it's Detroit, of course, could beat Dallas Saturday night. Of course they could. It's a huge game, by the way, you know, for the Lions. The Lions have a chance, ultimately, to be uh, a two-seed in the in the NFC. They're still alive for the one-seed. All right, uh, 301-230-0980. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980, The theteam980.com. We're free and live on the Odyssey app.
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Yeah, one of the great bass openings to a song of all time. Uh, Nirvana. Check them out. May have heard of them. Uh, all right. Uh, here's the question. All right. Would you want next week, if Dallas has nothing to play for in the season finale at FedEx, would you want Josh Harris to step in and say to Ron Rivera, we'd like to see Jake Fromm start a quarterback, we'd like to see a lot of these practice, uh, practice squad players called up, and we'd like to see them play Sunday against Dallas. Uh, this assumes, clearly, that they lose to the 49ers, which I think is about as safe an assumption of any game that they've played against to compete with the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. I gave them a chance at Seattle. I gave them a chance even against the Rams to be competitive. And, you know, ultimately they were, courtesy of Jacoby Brissett. 301 um, 230 Again, the scenario would be Detroit beats Dallas Saturday night Philadelphia beats Arizona Sunday. Dallas is eliminated from the NFC East. They are locked into the five seed in the NFC playoffs for the second straight year, uh, by the way. Uh, And they come to FedEx for the season finale with absolutely nothing to play for. And maybe they decide to rest their starters, which makes the game a winnable game for Washington's fifth win, which potentially could drop them as many as three to four spots in the draft. Would you at that moment, and look, some of you have wanted Josh Harris to get involved already, but for me it would be the first moment where it would be totally acceptable for him to do exactly what the Eagles did during the game against Washington in the season finale in 2020 when it looked like Philadelphia was right there with a chance to win that game with Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, they told Doug Peterson, who was on his way out, yeah, we'd like to see Nate Sudfeld in the game. And Nate Sudfeld promptly gave them z- much less of a chance. Washington won the game. Philadelphia preserved their draft position. Would it be acceptable to you if next week if that scenario played out, for management to get involved and to say, yeah, we need to see practice squad players in this game. Can't win either one of these two games, people. You know, Denton laid out the possibility of the three teams in front of them with five wins all winning this weekend. We're potentially winning in the season finale. But really, your safest path to a top three pick is to lose to the 49ers and lose to the Cowboys. And that Cowboys game is a possible meaningless rest starter game for Dallas. Let's start with Will in Silver Spring. Will, go ahead.
4: Hey, okay, good morning. Thank you. Uh, just, I would say no. I'd say let the regular players get a chance to play. Brissett deserves it. I think he's been a good uh, bench you know, helper, assistant, And I also think Hal needs to work. You know, there could be continuity. Who says they're going to clean house and get rid of everybody? I know the writing's on the wall, but what if they keep some of these coaches? And there is continuity. The Giants are winning because they have continuity. I think we need to try and win and make the guys we have. The Giants
2: are winning because they have continuity?
4: Well, like you said earlier, they have the coaches that are going to be there next
2: year. Yeah, they're going to the be there because Brian Dable was hired last year and he went to the playoffs in the first year. You do, well, yeah, do will. Well, the chances that any of these coaches, the head coach and and much of the staff come back are like, you know, it's a 0% chance at this point. You realize that, right? They're don't they're gone in less than 2 weeks
4: definitely the head coach i agree but you know the offensive coordinator it seems to me like people want him here
2: and no he, i disagree guess. with that i don't think the, i don't think the people here necessarily want him back but the people here right now aren't going to be here except for the owners it's possible that a gm would want him back yes i guess that's possible but but the new gm is going to want to hire a new coach and that new coach is going to want to pick the new staff. And, yeah, it, it is possible that Eric Bieniemy or somebody else from the staff could could stick, and that happens often. It's not the entire coaching staff. If that's what you're saying, it's not the entire coaching staff no, that will no, go, I, that's not, probably I, true.
4: Yeah, and just last point, you know, look, this this is a team I watch every Sunday. i like them to win. I know what the cost is. Lower draft picks, we're not going get, to get that benefit. And yeah, you know, we have a lot of cash. We have a lot of um, you know, room to add new guys, whether it's veterans and trades or later draft picks. But anyway, I do watch them to win and thanks for taking my call and have a great day.
2: You're you're diehard and I appreciate that and I respect that. There have been years in which it's been really hard for me, and it's been a while now. Been a been a long while now, where it's been hard for me to actually root for them to lose too. I do understand that. And yeah, you're right. There are some free agents out there, you know, at the quarterback position, which will be, I think, a top priority for the new regime. Kirk Cousins, you know who, uh, is a free agent. Ryan Tannehill is out there. Um, You know, there are guys like that. Uh, Kirk will be the number one sought after quarterback with Minnesota anyway. Um, But no, I need them to lose. If you're a real, real fan, as hard as it is, to turn the TV on, and maybe the best thing to do is not turn the TV on the last two weeks. Maybe it's best not to watch and just to watch the red zone, or go find something else to do. Maybe you you give your significant other who doesn't love football, you know, you give her that Sunday. Uh, it's supposed to be beautiful weather you know, for this time of year. Uh, Maybe get out and get on a hike or go antiquing or something like that and not watch. But they've got to lose these two games. The quarterbacks in this draft have super high ceilings. You can't say that every year. And it doesn't mean that they're going to work out. We understand that, okay? Uh, 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 Of course, crapshoot. By the way, drafting offensive linemen is a crapshoot too. Um, But you need them to lose, period. Period uh let's go to g from the shop g what's up
5: oh oh yeah my i i, I, I happy happy holidays Shin.
2: you too my, G. I, I need
5: I, I need the team to let me get the team bus so i can drive around the city and pick up drunks and winos from every liquor store i see till i pick up 53 of them i'm gonna call chicago Chicago Bears, let me ball Nathan Peterman to be the
2: starting quarterback.
5: I want man, I want us to win I want us to lose fifty three to nothing both games, man. We better not they better step in and do what uh Billy did with Sudfeld and them, man.
2: Yeah, I, I mean that's that's the thing, is like I, I When you really start to look ahead just a little bit, this possibility, uh, the conversation we're having now may be the conversation of next week because I don't know if a a meaningless season finale will ever be more meaningful than Washington doing their best to lose to a Dallas team that may have nothing to play for. It'll be fascinating. Who's Nathan Peterman? What roster is, is he in Chicago right now? Play with the Bears, man. He's the worst quarterback I've
5: ever seen in my 41 years of life, man. And have him start. He will throw six picks in five
2: attempts. <laughs> exactly. He's done it before, he's done the impossible before. <laughs> That would be hey, funny. Man,
5: pump COVID into the build. Pump COVID into the building, so we got a forfeit, man. <laughs>
2: <Dang>. <laughs> what? Well, you know that. Yeah, by the can. way, you bring up the possibility of them. You know, if they think Jake Fromm gives them a decent chance, maybe they can snag a quarterback off somebody's pra- other. You know, uh, another practice squad. Somebody who really <laughs> has no chance. Jake Fromm, I don't well, think would Jake have much Fromm. of a chance.
5: Forget Jake from. Go hire the dude that played Jake from State Farm on the commercials, man. To be our left tackle, man. <laughs> All
2: right. Happy New Year. Talk Love to you. you. Uh, you yeah, let's go to Stevie. Stevie, go ahead. Stevie. Sorry, did
0: you say Ryan Tannehill? Don't wash your mouth out with soap, young man. I swear. <laughs> I, must have been, I don't know what you're talking about here. Two, I have never, ever. Uh, pulled for a team more than I did for the Jets last week when they thought when I thought they were gonna let them come back and win that game. Uh, just unbelievable. It was and we are in a situation right now where we have the ability to be able to finally get a quarterback that can actually do the things that we want to do. You have set it Over and over. I've been listening to you for years. You cannot win in this league without a franchise quarterback. You have to have it. And they are there for the picking. And if we don't stay at three or better, this is my thing. Right now we're at three. And I think that if the time comes, we ought to go back to the Bears, give them back their number two along with our number three, and make sure that we get the number one pick in this It'd draft. It would take
2: more than that, because Stevie. I mean, it would take James, more than that, just so but, you know. To move up well, those two might. crucial and spots, you're not just giving, giving back their second rounder that you got for Sweat. It's going to take probably right. a 2025 first rounder, too.
0: I just – I want Daniels. I want Daniels more than anybody in this draft. You talked about Williams yesterday. I heard you yesterday talking about – we don't need another RG3 on this team. We've already been through the social media crap that he put us through. Now we're going to now you I don't want Williams. Daniels is the guy. Lives at Baton Rouge. I went to LSU. Okay? I saw every play that Jason that Dan, Jay Daniels played. My father read me an article by the uh, the Morning Advocate, which is the the paper in Baton Rouge that talked about Jay
2: You're- I would Steve, love to hear the rest of Stevie, but his phone keeps breaking up. Um,
0: I tell you, yeah, well, I, I'm always getting cut off. No, go ahead. Of I got you, you back. Okay, Finish man. up quickly, though. Well, you know, it's just it's just, you know, well, the last thing. Why would you change anything on this team now? They're the worst team in the league. Leave it alone. Don't do anything. Don't, don't go to Rivera and say anything. Let him do whatever he wants. They'll lose. They are not <laughs> going to win could lose any too of these
2: games. Yes. And Cooper Rush, yes. by the way, it, let's just say Cooper Rush played for the Cowboys. He's played really well. So that's a good point, too. Thanks yeah. for the call. I, it's just your phone was breaking up there a, a little bit, Stevie, but I appreciate the call. And you know, I am with you on Jaden Daniels. Denton's with you on Jaden Daniels, too. You know, these are. These are guesses. It's based on, you know, watching them as college players. We don't get to do the interviews. We don't get to do the the background checks. We don't get to sit there and find out what kind of a guy he is. But, yeah, and I don't know that, you know, it, it's possible that he ends up being the number one pick. I That's the one thing, Denton. I have this feeling that Caleb Williams isn't going to be the number one pick. I, I have a feeling he's going to drop a little bit. Um and that Daniels would be the one that would would ascend. But at 3 right now as it stands, you'd have a chance to take Jaden Daniels there at 3. And that would that would really really excite me for the upcoming season. Um I don't want to hear about comparisons between Jaden Daniels and Sam Howell. Please, watch football. Uh, It's possible Daniels won't turn out to be anything because it's a total one-in-three crapshoot at the top of the draft. Understood. you got a better chance of it not working out. But, man, that is a big, big big-time high-ceiling quarterback. The biggest concern I have is just he's skinny, you know, and he is a lethal runner And I just wonder if he can hold up in the NFL taking shots on that body. He's going to have to – who did we have on last week? Was it Brugler or was it somebody else that we were talking to about Daniels who really loved him? Matt Miller. We had Matt Miller on the show last week from ESPN. He's a massive Jaden Daniels fan. And he said one of the keys will be for Daniels to put some weight on. He's going to have to put some – He's gonna have to get a little bit thicker. Even if he loses a tenth, I mean, what is he? Is he a four-three guy? he's a four-three guy, right? Probably.
3: Yeah, four-three, four-four. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I don't think. I think it's probably more important for him to become a little bit thicker uh, and sturdier, um, even if it costs some, you know, a, a tiny bit of of that that lethal speed. Um, but. There's a lot about him I like. But, yeah, your other point is a good one, too, right? And that is it's very possible that they could put out all the starters and still lose to Cooper Rush and the Cowboy backups. That's, of course, a possibility as well. Uh, And the Cowboys aren't going to gain much by winning or losing the game either way. They're locked into that five seed. All right, uh, Harry, Robert, Bob, Dave, Charles, everybody else on hold, stay there. We'll take more of your calls. Just asking all of you whether or not – if we get to the point after this upcoming weekend where Dallas has nothing to play for in the season finale because they lose to Detroit and Philly beats Arizona, if you would you want Josh Harris to step forward and ask Ron Rivera to play some of the practice squad players against the Cowboys, including quarterback Jake Fromm, to ensure that they don't have a great chance to win that season finale? Uh, Those games always get, you know, weird anyway when you got two teams not playing their best players and anything can happen. But, man, it's going to be pretty important for them to lose these final two games. More of your calls next. Kevin Show,
1: the Team 980. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
2: Let's get a few more calls in here. All right. The question is really based off of a potential scenario next week, which is Dallas loses to Detroit. Philadelphia beats Arizona. Dallas has nothing to play for in the season finale. Washington's a 4-12 football team after losing to San Francisco. They're still holding down the three spot, maybe the two spots in play. Who knows? Um, and you've got a situation in which Dallas decides, because the game is meaningless, we're going to rest our starters. Now the Now the game becomes winnable, more winnable than it was. Uh, would you have a problem at that point if Josh Harris stepped in and told Ron Rivera we need to see some of the practice squad players in this season finale, including Jake Fromm? I would not. I think I'd advocate for it on Monday. I would because you've got to lose these final two games, period. Can't blow this opportunity that they have. Uh, Harry's been on hold for a while. Harry, go ahead. Thanks for holding. All
6: right, Kevin. Um, Here's the thing. A small fear scenario is 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 one important thing. Ron, Ron is going to try to win this game, especially if there's any idea, any any inkling of whether or not he has an opportunity to finish with a plus 500 record. So if I were Josh Harris and I was in this scenario, if everything played out, I would fire him as soon as everything played out. If I really wanted to guarantee that I would get that pick, because he's going to try to win, he's going to put the t- best possible team out on the field. So you either fire him or you actually do what South Park did and have Josh Harris on him be the only player on the field. <laughs> but, but <that's> yeah, the- <laughs> one of the
2: great episodes of all time. But let me just say this, and I was not a South Park guy, but I've seen that episode many times. But really – what you need Ron Rivera to do, as Neil and Rockville just pointed out to me, is to do what Jim Zorn did at the end of his tenure, which was to comply. Remember when Jim Zorn said, I am mm-hmm. complying? It was a legal term that essentially said, I'm doing whatever they tell me to do, including bring, bringing in the bingo caller, Sherm Smith, to call plays because I want to get paid. Um, I don't know what how Ron Rivera would handle that if Josh Harris came to him and said, I want to see Jake Fromm. Uh, this is a situation for us where, you know, we beating the Cowboys would actually be kind of devastating for the future of this franchise. Potentially devastating, not you know, not etched in stone devastating, but potentially devastating. And if Ron Rivera said no, yeah, you you might have to um, insist. Uh, and if he still says no, you might have to fire him next week. I I don't think it well, would that go thing- that way. Uh, Ron's a military guy. Ron is a conform guy. He's also an alpha male, too, which is why I think he wants to get this 500 or this this better-than-500 record. But um, I, I think Ron would absolutely um, do. Look, they, they've been good to him this year. They've been very good to him, and I think Ron is a decent person and would recognize that. Even though if he did get fired, he'd leave with a 500 record. What else, Harry?
6: Um, I did have a scenario that played out, I know it sounds crazy, but being in the Philadelphia area, knowing how Josh Harris is, is there a scenario that plays out where Josh Harris would say hire um hire someone like e b to be like Brett Brown only because the idea hire e b to be athlete.
2: somebody like what I'm
6: sorry Brett Brown Brett Brown was in the same oh Brett Brown got it, yeah, yeah. So what you do is you have a team is not competitive for several years and you build up all this capital and get all the. it's players. not the way
2: you do it in football though. It's just not the way you
6: do well, it I, in football. I, I get it, but it's just some part of me that's thinking that it, he might try to do something similar. I don't I
2: don't here's why I don't see that and I appreciate the call. I the NBA's five players on a floor, one player has an outsized significant influence on the outcome of a game, more so than even the quarterback does. The bottom line is one of the reasons you would tank, you know, or organizationally put your team into a position where they could lose the most possible games is to get that incredible quarterback. They're in that position anyway if they lose out this year. They're in that position potentially anyway. And they have the second most cap space heading into the year. They have five picks in the first three rounds. They have a chance to turn this thing around quickly. Now, if they're playing a rookie quarterback, you know, the odds are that it won't be a playoff season. It'll be a a rebuild season, maybe like Carolina, although – you know, look at what Houston did with CJ Stroud healthy. You know, they've lost one of their last two games and they've fallen into a position where they may not make the postseason because CJ Stroud got, con- you know, got concussed. But what if Jaden Daniels or Drake May um, or Caleb Williams was the pick and they had the kind of year that Stroud was having with all of the money that you could revamp the roster with and with new picks? And by the way, still with some players who can play on the existing roster. There's gonna be a massive roster overhaul, but there are still some keepers on this roster. There are. I mean, we've not seen we've seen some of them play much better, interestingly, when Jacoby Brissett got into the game. All right, look, I didn't get to all of you, so we'll do one more segment of calls here. I am interested in what your thoughts are. Would you want Josh Harris to step in next week? And say, hey, Ron, let's play Jake Fromm. Let's play a lot of the practice squad guys. If that season finale against the Cowboys was a game in which Dallas had nothing to play for and was playing and planning on playing um, backup players and resting starters, I think it would be the first time all year that I would say, Josh Harris, this is the time in which, you know, Philly, Baltimore, they're really good organizations in the league, Philly did it against us in 2020, would do their best to ensure that the product on the field has the best chance of losing the game and preserving their draft position. That's why Nate Sudfeld came into the game in the second half against Washington back in 2020. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 to Team980.com. We're free and live on the
1: Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,